Hey, how's it going? Today we're going to talk about real estate. So if you don't like these real estate episodes, you can move on to the next one. But if you do and you want to be informed about what's going on in the market and why it matters to you, then this one's for you, okay? Let's get right into it. So New York Post put this article up. It's called, This is New York City's Best Chance to End Rent Control and Win a Normal Housing Market. Now, if you haven't been following closely, you don't live in New York, the rents in Manhattan specifically have dropped quite significantly. And this has a impact because an old law that we have in New York is called rent control and rent stabilization. It came around in the late 70s. And basically, uh, it was to preserve housing, to keep it affordable um, because of a housing crunch. But then we have a vacancy. Once the vacancy rate becomes 5% over a certain amount of time, then things will change and they'll reconsider these laws because because, you know, of the tenant protections and the landlords are claiming it's violating that their constitutional right to property and business and things like that. So uh, you can see right here in the article, it says Manhattan rent dropped below 3000 for the first time in nearly a decade. Rents are collapsing while vacancy rates soar citywide. This is clearly the time to finally free New York City from its unjust, destructive rent laws. That way, at least one good thing comes from this pandemic. A Street Easy report in the third quarter showed that rents in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens are below their levels of a year ago, something that last happened in the wake of the Great Recession. That's like 2009, 10, 11 with subprime mortgages and things like that. Uh, the median rent in Manhattan has dropped below 3000 for the first time in a decade. We already said that. And the trends will continue. The market is fat with inventory and the pandemic has plainly prompted a lot of people, especially higher earners, to move away permanently. And right now, if you're looking for a rental, especially in one of these high rises, this there's a lot of incentives to come in, two, three, four months of rent to entice people to come back. According to this article about 500,000, that's half a million people, have left the city, and uh, units are going for an average of 19% below listed amount, and vacancies are still at historic highs. Um, New York City had a huge run-up in the rental market in, you know, post-2011 till, till last year, and this is because we've had a lot of plight business here, people wanted to live here, culture, uh, people wanted to be close to to work. The urbanization trend has been happening for 20 years, but it really hit an overdrive in Brooklyn and Manhattan. A lot of it had to do with building tax abatement programs where we, uh, landlord, or sorry, landlords, developers could build, get tax incentives to build, pass it on, low taxes for condos, low taxes for rents and things like that. So but with 500,000 people leaving since the pandemic, that's a huge amount considering the city is about 8 million people, give or take. And the one reason why rent control is a big deal is because rent control and rent stabilization, they're a little bit different, but they're two housing programs that came about in the 70s to protect tenants. And if you have one of these apartments, uh, you have certain protections. You have really, actually really good protections and some might say unconstitutional you know the one time hey you don't want to be abused by your landlord or have landlords just dominating housing and have unfair housing practices but on the same side these people who own these properties they have their constitutional rights to property and business and things like that if you have a rent 
controlled apartment or a rent stabilized apartment you have the right to renew so you basically never have to leave as long as you can pay rent you are only subject to like one or two or three percent rent increases during the once a year and that is voted on every year sometimes it's even zero and you know in the pandemic they actually reduced it to zero so it's you know these are good apartments um but you know if you're a landlord you run into these problems where tenants will squat they'll be there for a long time our housing court is notoriously slow so if you, so there are people who work these these um laws to them to their advantage so we'll continue on here in theory this should end the city's decade-long quote-unquote housing emergency which stands as a legal justification for rent controls if the vacancy rate is above five percent at the time of the next official survey the rent laws are supposed to be expired so this is 30 years in the making so will this come to fruition are people going to actually make this happen i mean it's it would be you know hundreds of thousands of people are under rent control there's a big swaths of queens and brooklyn and it's a lot of times it's these six unit houses or six unit buildings or more and uh it's um that could be it could really change up the housing industry so there's you know there's two different sides of it people are also saying that rent control and rent stabilization is keeping prices artificially low which discourages move outs and then the private production of affordable housing is is preventing landlords to do it because once tenants in they have so many rights that people with money or who want to be in the real estate industry they can look at other markets where they don't have those problems with renters and because they don't want to have problem renters and get you know bullied around by their renters and even before you could get big payouts not not recently in the last two years they changed the laws but back in the day we i did other videos on that because People don't get payouts because they've limited how much you can raise the rent on or raise the rent even after you improve these apartments. So that hasn't isn't happening as much. It's still happening though. But um, but basically these rent rental laws frees up parts of the market and then other parts of the market, especially it's only worth it to do luxury rentals at that point for these um these developers who want to be in the housing game. So uh, without these laws, nearly everyone would benefit as a functional market. Would it finally encourage a healthy investment in new housing without the fear that lawmakers would change the rules after that fact and says, yes, a few people with insanely good deals might lose out, but those aren't truly poor or even working class renters that the laws are supposed to help. So if you have one of these apartments, you can pass it down to your kids they're, they're very limited on the, the rental increases and you still have lots of rights to to be there, right to renewal, things like that. And basically the post is saying that the local government at the city and state are uh, not changing these laws because they a lot of their political contingencies or their political base, uh, they get points for denouncing landlords and keeping these laws in there. But you know the truth is that in cities without rental laws, an abundant apartment supply keeps rents reasonable and provides enough slack so renters, especially low-income ones, can use, can more easily find and move into larger places as sees they need be. And if you go to look at cities like, for instance, Colorado or Texas or Austin, they can build houses without fear of the market being 
altered with tenants who stay or if they do get tenants that they can't raise the rent on them or they'll never they'll never leave or squat so this is kind of interesting because it's it's a 70 or from the 70s 30 years debate that's been going on about rent control and what we're supposed to do about it and it's it's really tough because what for 30 years you have people or a lot of people are in these apartments they don't move right because they've been there for years and years and years and uh, so a lot of these apartments are need improvements and also you have a lot of Landlords like in Stytown was accused of warehousing these apartments just because they want to wait the market out so that they don't have to take tenants at, at a low price and then get locked into those rent control laws. So right now, when the rents are dropping, they don't want to, if they think that it's going to recover quickly, they don't want to bring tenants in because even if your rent's 3000 or 4000 or $5,000, sorry, I was drinking tea. Um, you're still subject to those laws. So if think about it. If you think that this is only going to be a one or two year thing or a couple months, but then you drop the rent, you know, $1,000, it could take you decades to get back up $1,000 with rent controlled apartments. That's that's the reasoning. So it's it's locking up this house, this all this housing. There's, what was it? 15,000 apartments or something like that for rentals on the market, I think 10,000 in Manhattan for sales. So there's a lot of a lot of inventory. So would de- opening up this part of the market allow things to m- be more fluid? I, I think in a city like New York where this this these laws have been there for so long, it's going to be pretty difficult. I mean, you could have intergenerational people in homes that, you know, hopefully they don't get you know they're only paying nine hundred dollars, but the market rate might be two thousand, and they can't afford that. So uh, that's that's a big problem. But then you also have people who've you know moved to Central Park South and or West or East in the seventies, and they have five hundred dollar a month rentals in in really gorgeous buildings. You'll even go into some buildings where you'll have sections of the building where people held out and didn't want to move or whatever and only certain apartments or certain floors where the tenants they were able to do the improvements will have new apartments because and they'll just go lay waste forever that people also claim that it's a situation where you know you can't even get into these buildings to fix them and I know for a fact that that's true because I deal with it quite a bit I mean I've been into buildings where landlords won't make any improvements because tenants don't leave they do it because they tenants they won't even let them in the apartment. That's one. Number two, tenants don't. Uh, they're not going. They don't. They want them. And on the flip side, they want them to leave so they don't fix stuff, so they can get new tenants in there if they don't like them or pay higher rent. Um, but now, even this is, it's even protected even more, which is saying that you can't even once an apartment's stabilized. You know, you have to spend way more money to renovate it, to bring it up to market value. And there's some cases where it can get de- deregulated, where I think it's like $2,400, $2,500 a month. Like that that can happen if you put, say you put new floors in or new kitchens and it costs you $20,000 or something like that. And then you register it with the city and then let you bring up the rent. Which if you think about it, it's a lot of bureaucracy to raise the rent a little bit. But I mean, listen, it's got it's got ups. It definitely has upsides where 
you have affordable rent, you aren't abused by your landlord, you can have housing stability. So there, there's there's always two sides to every coin. So that's it. Will will we get this law changed after 70 years? Who knows? The next survey is coming up in a couple months. Are they? Is it going to be landlords? Is it going to be tenants? And then. Is it going to be good? I mean, if if hundreds of thousands of apartments can shuffle into the market again, that could mean more more building allowed. These really high priced apartments will come down, could come down drastically for years, and then they the market they can adjust to the market as they need, or as it happens, instead of warehousing apartments that are just sitting empty, and that could be dangerous for the people inside and also means you're just holding up housing we don't like that so i hope you enjoyed this is the ask amadeus podcast we talk about real estate culture the internet current events and it is available on all podcast forms and my youtube channel marcus amadeus go to ask amadeus on spotify apple podcasts you know the deal man come on man All right, that's it. Enjoy.